0: It's on.
1: Steel Devito. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Who do you think has the second best name in commercial real estate?
0: <laughs> I would say I would say I have the second best name, and then we I have a teammate, Dodge Tucker.
1: That's pretty good too.
0: First best name. That's pretty good too, right?
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you guys both sound like you could be outfielders for, like, the 1962 Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: Oh, that's the dream, you know.
1: Someday, <laughs> I love some, it.
0: Some people some, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> so you have a nine fifteen. Does ending at 9 give you enough time to do what you need to do?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, I'll keep my eye on the clock here. Beautiful. So this is Tom. We've got Steel DeVito. Steel, why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself however you want to?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Tom, thanks for having me on excited. Um, so I'm steel DeVito. I work for a, a company in town called T3 advisors, uh, where we help, uh, mostly growing technology and life science companies with their real estate strategies. Um, I guess, uh, one of the questions that you had posed earlier was, uh, you know, how did I kind of get here? So, um, like I, I I tried to wait until five minutes into this podcast to tell you this, but I went to Boston (laughs) College. Um, (laughs) Love it. Which, uh, so that's on the table. Um, But uh, after I graduated from BC, I played for the the Jets for a short bit, had a quick cup of coffee, and then um, worked in tech sales. And from there, uh, you know, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, And I had a great experience in tech sales. I worked for – some pretty incredible people and, um, I made the, I, I ended up clawing my way into real estate. Um, at first kind of focused on the capital market side and eventually landed at Cushman Wakefield doing mostly tenant advisory work on their downtown team. Um, so I worked with, you know, some, some pretty incredible, credible guys and, uh, there were some great mentors in the business and, um, eventually a couple of things kind of changed at Cushman and, um, you know, we kind of had a, a bit of a restructure, which, you know, is some positives, some, some negatives. And uh, I was kind of ready to, uh, to make the switch. So uh, most of the work I was doing was kind of and continues to be in the kind of world of technology and, and life sciences representation. And that's really what T3 embodies. You know, we really do really an incredible job, um, you know, fostering that entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, spirit the way. We operate on deals the way we, you know, kind of build our own book of business and portfolio. Um, and we only do tenant representation work. So we're not going to be out representing, you know, Boston Properties and Synergy and some of these you know, big landlords who, um, you know, a lot of times there's, there can be a bit of a conflict of interest, right? <clears throat> so um, here we are today. I've been at T3 for a little over a year, been in real estate. Uh, a little over four years and uh and it 's been great it 's been a great experience it's it's most certainly a grind um day in and day out and uh but i think the uh you know if you if you work with really really good people um who really care and i've been fortunate to work with you know some incredible clients um you know who uh who have done incredibly well and um hope is that you just kind of keep working with them you know so
1: What's what is different um, about T3 from, I guess, like to use real examples, the like tenant rep only stuff. I think you'd probably get a similar pitch from Cressa. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, probably similar pitch from Cressa. You know, you could probably throw even McCall and Allmy on there. Yeah. Um, you know, from an actual like to, from a actual. Tenor rep side of it and they think uh especially now it's probably a little more relevant just given there's been a bit of a consolidation on the ownership side meaning there's a lot less owners who own more real estate um so it's not like there's a huge diversification of you know family operators opportunity funds institutional players um it's it's getting more consolidated and part of that's due to pricing right Um, only certain groups can underwrite certain pricing. So um, I think right now that story especially hits home. Um, And for us, it's just we just want to make sure that our clients know that it's 100% advocacy. You know, there's never a time that you're pulling back the reins because you're worried about, you know, another relationship or, you know, underserving another party. It's it's to know that you're 100% in the boat, and that's kind of how I operate is – you know, we're 100% in advocating for you in the market and you know, you're going to get full, full transparent process with us. Um, to actually go out and say it, I think, is pretty impactful. Um, what I would say is probably different than, you know, I guess some of our competitors is um, we have, we've kind of structured these in-house resources for these growing tech companies, right? So we focus a lot on the workplace experience side of it. Um, you know, we focus a lot on helping these, you know, really growing companies work through these different levels of growth and it's not only through just finding your next lit next lease, but how do you how do you go out and build and design a really functional workplace that's gonna support those growth strategies, right? Instead of just going in and just saying, Well, we think based on benchmarking that we need X when you really need Z and that's where we see a lot of uh, issues either fall up down the road, whether it's on needy CapEx get spent down the road. Um, or maybe you're just not kind of implementing a flexible enough strategy for your employees, you know? So, um, it's all been always centered around people for us. Uh, you know, we work with, you know, it's, it's, I could say that most of the companies work with are venture technology backed or it's kind of the, the world we live in for the most part. And, uh, we've certainly moved upscale in a lot of ways, you know, through working with Pega Systems and HubSpot, and, uh, all of LinkedIn's global expansion for a while you know so it's it's I think the, the company's grown tremendously um, both revenues and headcount it was a, it was a big jump for us last year and I think a lot of that's due to um, you know probably the character and then you know our, our brand recognition and us going out and building out a bunch of different service lines that make us a little bit different and we know we have them really at our, you know at the, at the tips of the finger you know tips of our fingers versus you know some of the other firms have um have some have some of these services but you know they're a little bit out of touch or they're really for big these big special projects so for us to be able to provide um you know between workplace and uh we have some incredible uh, people who lead our strategy team um and they can go out and uh service even these companies that are at their series A level right which is pretty unique so Hopefully that answers your question.
1: Yeah, it does. I think it's a good transition. Um, I was sitting at 100 Federal Street, having a seven dollar iced coffee with Robert Hughes from First Republic. Yeah, and
0: by the, uh, way, by the way, I'm 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 sorry, but those coffees are just not like. Hopefully, Rob. Hopefully, Rob bought it for you.
1: I'm not sure who picked up that one, but uh, <laughs> 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 he. Uh, we were just kind of having a little bit of a jam session about the Boston scene. And, you know, I was telling him that it's important to us to be able to build some relationships with brokers. And he was asking who I've spent time with. And I mentioned your name first. And he said, steel is the only person that actually gives a shit about early stage companies. Most of the other brokers pretend they do. And I think that that is uh that's really powerful. Like, unless you planted that to be known, to have that reputation in Boston, is pretty powerful. So, I guess one, how does that make you feel? And how do you cultivate that reputation? Was
0: that that meeting was on the 27th at 10 a.m. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, well, that, that's that's pretty awesome, and Rob's a great guy, and he's um, he's someone who who does care a lot about his clients I mean he really just uh he really goes above and beyond I think for me the, the approach with with um with clients or even prospective clients or just people in the ecosystem is just you know be a good person you know I think um you're going to meet people who have significant challenges whether it be in life whether it be in business whether it be it's going to be anything except for real estate a lot of times and especially for these growing companies um, I spent a lot of time building out, you know, my basically platform of resources. Um, you know, it's really that platform of resources are people that I know, you know, are, are really good people who are always going to do right and could be a direct reflection of me and my work. And, um, and Rob's, you know, one of those people who just been, uh, has been tremendously helpful and he cares a lot about his, you know, about his clients and, and his people, regardless if he works with them or not, you know, um, so it takes a little bit of a level of selflessness and patience, I'd say. And for me, by not going in with the heavy broker mentality of like, oh, okay, like what is this A leads to B, at least C, and eventually you lease space, it's more of a function of like, hey, like, go in and help these people and they'll probably pick up the phone and call you when a real estate related question comes up. But if they don't It's totally cool. I mean, it's it's a small ecosystem. Boston is it's really, um, it's really how it's it's such an incestuous ecosystem. I mean, it just takes one person. You know, I mean, I I bump into people three times in one day sometimes, right? And it's not because I'm stalking them. It's because it's 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 just because that's that's just Boston. You know, I mean, I remember I forget I had a um, I had a lunch out in Burlington. Um, with the with the owner of this business out in uh out in Burlington and we were sitting at Legal Seafoods and then later that night I had a um I was meeting somebody um down by the garden uh CEO of this this other tech company and then I bumped into the guy that I met in Burlington at the uh at the at the bar we were at. <laughs> it's just like you just don't know how it all happens and then suddenly like we're all going to the Bruins game. It's just like, Okay <laughs> Here we go. So um I, I've I've never um I've always been really sensitive to, you know, building building out a, a network, building out um, you know, I guess a a group of incredible incredibly strong advocates and I've always been super sensitive about just you know, your reputation and just do it the right way and be patient and it's your first few years in the business, you know, I <clears throat> I tell us a lot of the you know, brokers who are coming up, not to say that I've been in for decades and decades. Um but I tell you know young brokers coming up, it just takes a level of patience and just do right by people. And at some point it just clicks, you know, it, it clicks and suddenly, you know, you get something and something else comes in. And I've been fortunate enough where I get calls a lot, you know, and they're not a lot of them aren't real estate related calls. I think the, the fact that I'm always open with people around, um, Saying, hey, I'm happy to help, whether it's real estate or anything else, you know, whether it's big introductions to venture capitalists, whether it's, you know, they're looking just for their first, you know, seed financing, pre-seed angel, um, whether they need a banker like Rob, whether they need an attorney, whether they need whatever it is, um, I get those calls a lot, which I really do enjoy fielding, um, you know, and it just, it helps me, you know, and I think, you um, if you introduce somebody who's an incredible advocate for you too, you're kind of selling, but you're not really in the room, you know, it's like, an, it's like you're in, and you're like indirectly selling and you're indirectly building trust because you've, you've solved the gap, you know, that they, they presented to you, you know? So um, hopefully that kind of answers your question.
1: Yeah, man. Do you think that, um, I think this like dovetails into the next question I have here for you. And that is, in my opinion, like the hardest part of being a commercial real estate advisor is that you are interacting with folks that may not need you for another three years. So like, how do you overcome that? And I, I imagine it's pretty well related to what you just said.
0: Yeah. Um, it's so true. Um, (laughs) You know, I've talked to a lot of one-person companies. I've talked to people who are just thinking of an idea, idea creation. Um, I'd say the way the way I do that is a just look looking at them as a person first, you know, and just saying, hey, these people have certain challenges and certain goals that they want to achieve, and how can how can I help with that? Right? Is that going to be helping introducing them to their first like a great mentor? Is that going to be somebody who's you know kind of on a similar track? Is that somebody they can partner with? Um I've been fortunate that at this point I know just a ton of great people and, and kind of my verticals that um, it's, help, it's helped me, you know, stay sticky. And there's other ways to do it, too. I think, um, you know, hosting events uh, has been a big thing. I try not to really go to events, but I try to host events. Um, and a lot of that's bringing like-minded people together. And it doesn't have to always be like, you know, we grew up on the same street, you know, in this town and went to the same school. It doesn't always have to be that way, right? You know, it can be something as simple as, you know, just a founder who's just, you know, a bunch of founders just raise their seed with their seed around a bunch of people who work with within proximity to one another. I mean, there's ways to bring people together. And that's quite frankly, that's just effort, you know, it's, it's effort. And, um, I think I also probably have a, a pretty good vetting system because I'd say there's absolutely a lot of fluff out there, which I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen as well, which is not abnormal, right? There's people who, you know, have wanted to be an entrepreneur for the past 20 years and they're still building a company, um, Mm -hmm. which was like, that was a learning experience for me because, you know, I definitely burned a decent amount of time, um, I'd say my first couple of years, just figuring out like what was real and what was not. And now I have a pool of people I can pull from if I'm on the fence with somebody. Um, where I'm like, uh, I really wasn't sure. Or, hey, I'm kind of getting the half story here or whatever it is. So that's actually super impactful. So it's almost like you, you can start using your network as another, as a form of like diligence on people and companies, which is pretty cool. Um, but staying sticky, I mean, a lot of it's effort and a lot of it's, um, you know, getting, getting other people involved who can solve their immediate challenges
1: can you go a little deeper on something that you said you prefer to host a lot of meetings and kind of foster these connections and versus attending like other people's meetings? Like, can you go a little deeper there?
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, I kind of know, you know, I kind of know the people I spend time with. Right. And, um, I think a lot of them, uh, you know I can find can find meaningful ways to connect and I I um, I'm not gonna say I don't go to people's events right and I'm not saying that but I but just the, the typical like banner style you know meetupcom events I typically tread carefully on um, unless we're kind of getting a group of people to go uh, just because it's <clears throat> one of the hardest things in this business and I'm sure any any real estate advisor would tell you it's time management i mean there's so much stuff going on you know right now i might have like i mean i probably have like 17 active projects going on so you're balancing that and you're balancing um the new business side of it right the new business and, and client relationships right so <clears throat> um ways to i, I mean I can't, I can't grab 60 coffees in in five days right so <laughs> just doesn't really work right so um i try to find ways to bring people together where i still have an opportunity to see them and i'm you know somehow creating some value for them as well through what through other other means connections helping them build out their networks um which has been really cool and um you know a lot of that's also partnering with the right groups you know i partnered with FRB, you know we also t3 does a lot of stuff with uh, svb as well you know i've done stuff with you know, Vistra and stuff with a bunch of different groups who kind of focus on a similar, you know, client base. And, you know, say if say if Rob is working with more early stage groups, then like, we'll kind of partner on an event together, right, at that capacity. So um, I just, I, I burnt back to, like, time management when I was kind of coming through the business. I just try to hit, like, you know, three or four networking groups or networking events a week. And then I just realized that, there's a lot of people just showing up for, you know, the free drinks and pretzels. (laughs) And and I just feel like I got to the point where I was like, this is just not, this is not conducive. Um, You know, and this is just not a good use of my time. So I said, you know, heck, I'm going to try to go out and um, just start bringing these communities together myself and really kind of be thoughtful around who's who's in the audience and who's a part of those groups. And how I can connect people while they're there. And I get I, I get I get a ton of joy out of just like walking into a coffee shop and seeing two people that met at one of the events I hosted and they're grabbing coffee. I mean that's like one of the coolest things, you know? So um so
1: yeah. Was it hard to like generate traction and getting people to show up? Like can you think back to the first time you tried to put on an event? Like did was it like your wife and a couple friends showed up, or is it like, was that hard? Um,
0: yeah, we had we had a couple people strolling off the street, in you know. <laughs> shopping shopping carts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was uh, it you know what it is, it's just it's uncomfortable. You know, I mean to be candid, you're like you're kind of putting yourself out there, and you're, um, you're trying to like you're kind of the you're kind of the mediator you're kind of you're part of it you're hosting and you're trying to go around and meet people and um i'd say it was definitely awkward for the first couple of runs uh i i was looking back i I called it like the innovation networking group for a little while i just like got together a bunch of people in a scene and just like yeah you know, we, we grabbed you know probably whatever a couple packs of um of beer and people would just show up and I would just mix it up and I just it was just a way for like me to, pe- me to meet people, other people to meet people, crossing networks and then and then eventually I just got more specific around the audiences that were coming together. And I thought it was more important that um the content and the people, you know, that it was very thoughtful around like that that approach was you know, and the people that were coming together there was a lot of thought that was put behind it, you know, so that's where I really, where I've gone. So I kind of took a more of a general spray and pray approach to more of a, you know, finite, you know, just thoughtful, you know, sometimes content driven, but just stuff that's a lot more meaningful for people. Cause you know, as, as you know, you only have so much time in the day as well. So if somebody's going to come out to an event, I want them to meet, you know, three or four, you know, very meaningful people that, you know, it could, could eventually run for them or read out know, kids or mentors, or whatever that is. So, um, and it just, it, it takes a lot more effort, I'd say, in a lot of ways than just going out and picking up, you know, having Drizzly drop off a few you know, packs of beer. Um, it takes a lot more effort, but um, I think I've been fortunate where I have, A, the support of T3 um, to go out and do that. Uh, and be you know i have some incredible partners throughout the ecosystem who, are, who get really excited about partnering on this kind of stuff so
1: i've never asked you about um, know your neighbors is that completely different than like outside of your real estate career
0: um i guess it's it's somewhat ingrained and um, yeah so that, that's a uh, it's, and that's i guess that's one of the things that we um, myself and a, a bunch of other people thought it was a, it was a fun idea to, to go tackle, and you know, Louis Louis from Botkeeper, and we just we had some great people who um, who jumped in at this idea. And the idea was around. We notice there's a lot of similar stage companies and similar size companies at different stages throughout their companies' life cycles, and uh, we noticed a lot of them were in the same geography, right? So, yeah, you know, the leather district, which is a lot of kind of seed series A companies, both investors and in companies, um, not that crossing, you kind of peak a little bit level, a higher level of maturity. Yeah. You have some growth stage companies in the seaport. And I thought it'd be fun to, um, you know, basically, uh, host these companies and kind of get them together so they understand who's around them and, uh, and see if they could probably, you know, see if they could potentially leverage each other's, you know, each other's networks and, you know, find partnerships and some, a lot of cool things have come out of it. Uh, the consistency of them, uh, well, should get better this year. You know, I'd say um, there's a few neighborhoods, there's a few neighborhoods that have been really, really effective. And the attendance has been great. And part of that's like time of year you do it as well. But certain certain areas and certain stage companies you see a ton of value out of it. Whereas like those big enterprise companies, it's a little, it, it's it's less, right? It's more of these up and coming neighborhoods. So it's been cool. I mean, we've had people leave there, you know, who you know, found our next career opportunity. We've had people go to these events and, you know, they're looking to fundraise and then they meet, you know, XYZ venture firm. Um, It's been really cool. And and I didn't even, I just thought it'd be fun to start um, connecting people on more of a local basis. And I mean, when you think about uh, what kind of builds some type of immediate uh, like bond and rapport, it's, you know, where do you live? Where do you work? Where'd you go to school? I mean, those little things build some level of rapport. And, um, if you think about these people, they're kind of coming in on the red line every day and they're going to the same crappy sandwich shop and <laughs> they're going through a lot of the same motions. Um, you know, if, if you're working in the leather district, there's, you know, a couple ways to get in, right. You're kind of parking at one of or two, or one or two garages, you know, it's kind of those, those, um, those consistent, Daily routines somehow provides some level of um, some level of rapport between people, which is kind of cool. And then on top of that, uh, we we get we try to really curate the list so it's a meaningful audience. So you don't have Google show up, and you know, there's some type of you know, it's, it's like a seed stage company. It's Just like that's probably not super effective, right? So um, it's primarily focused on getting executives together. Um, we have a very select group of service providers who will show up and um, you know, certain markets are growing too, which is pretty cool. And a lot of them are kind of like building them out, you know, trying to figure out what type of character they have. And, you know, I mean, some of them, like, they're just really emerging, you know, I mean, Union Square is super unique, right? There's so much stuff going on in Union Square, but to the extent that all these companies know who they're working around, it's pretty interesting, you know? Um, So even from a recruiting perspective, you know, it's something that it's kind of almost level, like raising the level of awareness, you know, for these these pockets these innovation pockets. So um, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's something I want to keep doing. And to the extent it, you know, kind of gets legs and turns into um, turns into a business, would be fun. But uh, for now, it's just been it's been a great tool. Um, I think it's a, a way to kind of give back in a lot in a lot of regards to to the ecosystem. I think people really appreciate it. So, uh, so we're just going to keep
1: doing it. Yeah, man, the, uh, the consistent theme I hear in the way that you approach your job and know your neighbors and and almost everything that you referenced is investing heavily into building community. It's like you are interested in serving people first and maybe you don't think about it in these black and white terms, but like as a strategy to, become a more valuable real estate advisor, which is, you know, how you put food on the table, but being patient and investing really heavily in the, in the areas that you work every day feels like it's paying off for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, certainly last year was an incredible year. Um, this year's great. And, you know, people are just, they're picking up the phone and, calling you know they're calling, they're calling me you know which is which is pretty cool so um you know i think it's uh trust me i mean my wife and i talk about it, it's like you know the first couple of years in the business you're like is this the right thing, <laughs> <It's> the right <laughs> thing <here. laughs> this whole thing gonna work out i mean what's going on yeah and i'm like i i hope so i mean jeez, you know so you just it's it's a lot of uh it's 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 trust me man it's it's, it's scary it's a lot of patience it's it's a lot of goodwill helping people, um, you know, and, uh, eventually something just breaks and it just, you kind of, you kind of just kind of have a breakthrough, you know, it just kind of works and, um, and it's pretty cool. And now it's a, you know, function of just doing an incredible job. I mean, I, I am, I, I, I love being an operator. I really do. You know, I, I love working deals. I love advocating for our clients in the market. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, the the greatest joy I see out of this job, though, is just seeing these, seeing all these people be successful. I mean, going out and leasing space and, you know, their earnings are great, et cetera, but just seeing, seeing these co-founders, seeing these CFOs, seeing these entrepreneurs be successful is really what it's all about, you know? <clears throat> and, um, you know, that, that's, I think that's probably kind of what gets me up in the morning outside of, you know, outside of my family, obviously. Um, and, uh, and I've just been, like I said, super appreciative to work with some incredible people, both internally at T3 and, uh, you know, my clients.
1: I love that, man. It's 9.01 right now. So I've got – I feel like we could go for another two hours. So I'm going to hound you to know. do do a part two, but I want to let you go and, and just say thanks, man. I really appreciate everything you've done for us too.
0: No, thank you, and, uh, and we'll keep it going. You guys have been – I guess I'll give you a... – I'll give you a quick shout out. I mean I'll just say uh Tom's been incredibly uh you've been incredibly helpful and I don't know if I should be talking about you in third party part third <laughs> Whatever you want. I don't man. know how these podcast I don't know how these podcasts are viewed, but <laughs> um you've been incredibly uh helpful and um responsive. Uh I love what you're doing, you know, through, the, through through drift. I think drift is a it's a pretty powerful tool in a lot of ways and uh the fact that you're leveraging that and Um, Your level of organization, too, on, you know, some of the stuff we sent you, it's it's scrappy stuff. And you just say, hey, we're going to roll up our sleeves and figure this out. So I couldn't be more more appreciative of that. I've got nothing but, uh, you know, glowing glowing reviews of what you guys are doing. And um, and we'll continue to support you to the the extent we can. You know, I I think uh, the conversation comes up more and more. We talk about it a lot. This is something that the 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 areas you're targeting are – it's – pretty underserved you know and it falls on it falls on people who either don't really know what they don't know right or it's just ended up spending a ton of time or a ton of unneeded, money, unneeded cash right and i think um you know where you're coming in from a market perspective is just it's not it's an awesome place and you know uh we'll just keep it coming we'll keep it coming and, and i've always appreciated your partnership and
1: let's keep it going thanks man thanks for saying that
0: right yeah
1: um all right buddy let's jump i will uh i'll talk to you soon thanks so much
0: thanks tom appreciate it pal see ya